first. We're off to Canberra. Phil Curry from the Australian Financial Review joins us. Morning to you, Phil. Morning, fellas. Phil, there's a bit of a sort of fiddling while Rome burns vibe emerging today with our our, our listeners, a lot of whom Mm -hmm. have commented about the Prime Minister being in Vietnam. We said at the start of the show that obviously they had a lot of work to do in the region, getting things back on track and, you know, trying to head off China's growing influence and, and so forth. But, you know, we've got power bills going through the roof, Reserve Bank meeting again today, quite possibly going to clobber Australians again. Do you think there's a, the Prime Minister needs to get the balance right with his overseas commitments? Well, I can understand, you know, when, when people sit back and look at that and go, God, he always seems to be away. Um, but, look, it's, it's really unavoidable. I mean, it's not like they're ignoring what's going on at home just because he's away. But uh, the Prime Minister's... And this this began really... Remember everyone used to poke fun at Kevin Rudd, you know, Kevin 747 or whatever, because he <laughs> travelled a lot. And then, then Tony Abbott got in the government, and in his first year he travelled more than Rudd. Look, it's just... It's, just in, it's unavoidable that there's so many requirements now on Prime Ministers, Australian Prime Ministers, to go abroad. Um, and, and we're seeing, as you explained in your opening remarks, that the, the sort of blurring between foreign policy and domestic policy, it's they're pretty much becoming one and the same. I mean, the whole, a lot of the travel the Prime Minister has to do is about the region. You know, it's about, um, you know, he went to the G7 in Japan last week. We're not a member of the G7, but we now get invited to it because it sort of ropes us in with other Pacific nations. It's always about China. So, you know, sort of long and short of it is, if, you know, we've got to keep the region stable. We've got to keep China at bay. And then that... That affects us domestically, it affects, it affects us with trade, it affects us with security and things like this. So it's sort of just part of it now. Um, it's part of being Prime Minister. I remember you know, in the old days, when going back when you were here, Dave, when John Howard was Prime Minister, foreign policy and domestic policy were really two separate things. Um, and now now they're hard to separate. So a lot of the stuff they're doing... Because it was always there, Downer when, back, in, yeah, back when you and I were working together. It was always Alexander yeah. Downer jetting off. Yeah, and the you know John Howard went away for this and that, but since, but since those days, there's all these there's these new forums like, you know, we have to go to the G20 now, we have to go to the G7, we have to go to all these. We have to we're going. He's got, the prime minister has to go to NATO in in in, um, in July. We went to NATO last year. We're not we're not even because there was none of that ninety six ninety eight was no, it? We're not even close to being a member of NATO now. But these people now invite us because Australia is seen as a sort of growing player and. You know, it's okay if you live in the northern hemisphere. It's, it's you can do these things as a day trip. But you know, when Albanese has to go to the northern northern hemisphere, it's a day each way just in the jet. So yeah, you might as well do something else while you're there. So yeah, I can understand it does look like he's travelling a lot, and he is. <laughs> but mm. but um but um you know, so you, you notice the opposition doesn't complain about it because they would be doing it to a thorough government. Mm. 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 Phil, uh, Reserve Bank determination today. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get a prediction from you, A, but also. Yeah. <laughs> What your sense, your sense, yeah, that's right, because you you'd never miss on these. Um, also, the po- the political fallout if it does go up again. Now, the Reserve Bank have been at pains to say, hey, the, the budget wasn't inflationary, but do you think it, we've come to a point where the federal government is starting to wear some of this in terms yeah, of how it hits on cost of living? Absolutely, will look. It will. I'm pretty sure it will go up again today. Um, I don't think the bank's even near finished uh, with rate rises. Uh, we've seen, uh, you know, the Reserve Bank governor's been warning in the past few weeks. Inflation is staying stubbornly high. It's not going up, but it's not going down either. Um, and you know, this bloke. Phil Lowe has got nothing to lose. He's out the door in September, probably. So um, yeah, I think he'll do it. It needs to be done. Do you and Jim uh, Chalmers even talk to each other anymore? Well, oh, I reckon yeah, if I Jim they, Chalmers rang they, him up, he'd go, well, you know, who asked you, bum face? <laughs> <laughs> you know. He might not use that term. Well, no, probably not. Yeah. 
But but if you've made the last couple of weeks, the RBA government's been warning privately and publicly that if we don't get wages under control, if we stop, if we if we keep going for these big, huge wage increases, he said wages haven't fueled inflation so far because. But he said they will start to do that if yeah, we have these big, you know, five, six, seven, eight percent pay increases without any productivity uh, increase to go with it. So I suspect they got a bit of a fright from that minimum wage decision last week. Um, so that that may factor into today's decision. But politically, yeah, look, you know, it, it was interesting when when the doctor uh, Dr Lowe said last week he he backed the government and Treasury said that budget wasn't inflationary and the, and the government couldn't was was out there far, you know, quick quick as quick as you could, you know, to to to, to say look, it's not our budget's not to blame. They're very they're very conscious now that they're going to start getting blamed for all this stuff. I think that you know that that honeymoon period they had for the first year. When voters weren't blaming them for the cost of living, that has cut, that has come to an end. It's or it is ending. Um, you know, there was such an emphasis on inflation in the budget that it's that it's just um, you know it's just put it in voters' minds, and and the, and the opposition will nail it to their head for sure when it goes up today, uh, because that's what has how politics works. Hey, Phil, one other quick prediction: given you've been seeing the ball like a watermelon with your interest rate calls, <laughs> is the voice going to get up? Oh, geez, I reckon it's it's, uh, it's hard. Um, I, I think the popular vote will get up. I reckon you know you'll probably get over fifty percent on the national vote, but getting a majority of the states will be tougher. Uh, look, it's too early to say, Dave. But uh, the prime minister talk about being overseas. Uh, I think he's going to have to stay home once this legislation's through the Senate. You know, to set up the referendum in the next couple of weeks. I think the best thing is to set a date so this thing's got a you know got a sharp end to it. It's got a point. And even though he wants to pretend it's a national thing, you know ground up, he has to drive this. If he wants a yes vote, he's going to have to use his capital uh, get this across the line, because I don't think it will without him. Mm. And you know, and just take that risk if it goes down, he loses paint. But mm. um, if it was today, I don't think it would get up, no. But mm. I don't think I don't think it's, you know, it's lost. Mm. Okay. Mm. Great stuff as always, mate. Phil Curie, the National Thanks. Political Editor for the Australian Financial Review. David Penberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.